comes to us from Exodus 3, 13 through 15. Exodus 3, we hear verses 13 through 15. But Moses said to God, If I come to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your ancestors has sent me to you. And they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, thus you shall say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this my title for all generations. Friends, as you can see, today we begin a new sermon series on the Apostles' Creed, the foundational statements of our faith. And so we begin with the first, but before we begin with the first, Let us go to God in prayer. O Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, as scripture is read, as as word is proclaimed, help us hear with joy what you say to us this day in your name. Amen. So the first question we have to ask in our series, and throughout this entire series, we will re-answer the question. And the question is, what is a creed? Because if you're like me, you never heard the term creed until you came to a Methodist church. <laughs> well, a creed is simply the Latin from the word, uh, the Latin is credo, and it simply means I believe. I believe. It is I believe, and a creed then is a set and, or an idea or a set of beliefs that guides the actions of a person or a group. And so they typically are outlined in an I believe set. So this idea of believe, though, is, is, is not the modern rational, rational sense of the word. The idea of believe is one that begins here in the heart. It holds a, a, a deeper meaning for us, one that has the power to motivate us and empower us into action, empower us into sacrifice, and empower us into service. You see, these are the statements of our foundation, who we are and whose we are as Christians. It's what we proclaim and it's why we proclaim it. And in these words, we discover that the proclamation means something to us all. The beliefs expressed in the Apostles' Creed, then, are foundational to claiming the name Christian. Christian. I want to start out with the story that an author wrote uh, in first person about himself and experience he had many years ago. Uh, He writes, many years ago I was walking in Newport Beach, 
in Southern California with two of my friends. And he said, we walked past the bar where a fight had been going on inside. And the fight had spilled out into the street. Several guys were beating up one another. And we knew we had to do something, so we went over to break up the fight. I don't think we were very intimidating, he said. All we did was walk over and say, hey, you guys, cut that out. It didn't do much good. Then all of a sudden, they looked up at us with fear in their eyes. You ever seen that deer in the headlights look when someone looks up? You ever had it yourself? The guys who had been beaten up on one guy stopped, and they all started to slink away slowly. You ever done that? I didn't know why until we turned and looked behind us. Out of the bar had come the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. He was something like six feet, seven inches tall, 300 pounds, maybe 2% body fat. Just huge. Never said a word. Never called his name. We just called him Bubba. But never to his face. You could tell Bubba was hoping they would try and have a go at him. All of a sudden, my attitude was transformed, and I said to those guys, yeah, we better not ever catch you around here again. I was a different person because I had a great big Bubba standing behind me. I was ready to confront with resolve and with firmness. I was released from anxiety and fear, he says. I was ready to help somebody that needed helping. I was ready to serve where serving was required. Why? Because I had a great big Bubba standing behind me. Again and again, the writers of Scripture ask the question, how big is God? So how big is our God. You know, again and again, we are reminded that there's one who is greater than Bubba who has come. Remember, God created Bubba. God is always there. We never have to be afraid. We don't have to live our life in hiding. We serve a great, big God. I love to watch space documentaries. Anybody else? I love to watch space documentaries. I, I, don't, I don't know why, I, I just do. Most recently I was watching this show on the Science Channel. It was called uh, Space's Deepest Secrets. You ever watch Space's Deepest Secrets? Uh, they talked about the formation of stars, the solar system, dark matter and its presence. Uh, black holes, the size of the universe, and possibility of infinite parallel universes. That just blows my mind and piques my interest. Have you ever heard, though, the estimations of how, just how large the universe is? Have you ever heard the estimation? This is where it gets fun, y'all. <clears throat> so, our universe, I got some statistics for you. You'll learn quickly. I love statistics because they put things into perspective. 
Our universe is measured in light years. You ever heard the term light year? We measure it in light years because it's so vast. And the reason we measure it at light years is, is, is this reason right here. Uh, light travels at the speed of 186,000 miles a second. Okay? And so let's break it down just a little bit more. If it travels that quickly a second, <clears throat> a light minute is 11 million miles and a light year is about 6 trillion miles, give or take a few. <laughs> so when you say one light year, we're talking about 6 trillion miles. Can we even fathom that? We can't even fathom that, right? And I hadn't even gotten started yet on the statistics. So here are some for you. The distance to our moon is 240,000 miles or 1.3 light seconds. The distance to the sun is 93 million miles or 8.3 light minutes. All right, you with me? Are you blown away yet? <clears throat> our solar system the size of the planets that revolve around our sun next to us is 8.3 light hours from the, from the sun to the end of the solar system. I think we're including Pluto again. I don't know what they decided this week or not. I don't know if, they, I don't know if it's still a planet or an exoplanet this week. But to the end, uh, it is... Uh, eight-point light hours. So, here's where it's time to get blown away because this is a figure we cannot even imagine. Have you ever heard the term observable universe? The observable universe is everything that science has ever been able to observe with the greatest technology, even with the Hubble telescope in space, to the best technology we have on Earth. Everything they've been able to see, they call the observable universe. The observable universe consists of two trillion galaxies, more stars than grains of sand on Earth, and extends at least to what we can measure at this point, 28.5 gigaparsecs. You want to know what a gigaparsec is? It's 93 billion light years, or one septillion times 5.5. Five, or well, it's one point. It's one septillion uh, to the five point five fifth power, not five point five to the five point fifth power. So that's that's one septillion times one septillion. A little math lesson. I had to break that down for myself. <laughs> that's big, y'all. <laughs> we serve a great big God. And I tell you all this to remind you of one thing. Christians believe that God is the creative force, the power, the source from which everything that exists derives its, its existence and upon which all that exists is contention. God created all. 
gigaparsecs of existence. Whose mind isn't going right now? We serve a great big God. We see this idea in the name even in which God reveals himself to Moses in the burning bush on Mount Sinai. This phrase, I am who I am, is in Hebrew, it's a it's a word prey on the Hebrew Yahweh, uh, also Jehovah, and it just translates simply to mean the word Lord in the English Bibles. We translate it to be Lord. But the question is, what kind of name is I am? If somebody on the street came up to you today and extended their hand and say, hi, I am, I am, what would you think? Probably the same thing they were thinking, right? What kind of a name is I am? God is revealing something to the people asking the question, though. God is being revealed as the infinite creator and sustainer of all who is, of all who was, and of all there ever will be. I am is a name that lasts for eternity. I am the Lord. And this is part of the twofold identity of God that, that we proclaim in this opening statement of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father, creator of heaven and earth. For those who shaped the Apostles' Creed, belief in God meant to fundamentally change our perspective on the world on our place in the world, and on our very lives. I want you to notice something. Do you notice the wording of the opening phrase of the Apostles' Creed? Which identity of God is mentioned first? Father. I don't think that's a mistake or a coincidence, right? I don't believe in coincidences. I believe in God incidences. Father, I believe, is not mentioned first by chance. It is significant that we are first introduced to God as Father. I presented it to you, however, in the opposite uh, because I feel that understanding God as creator helps us better understand and appreciate the role and identity of God as Father. Do you agree? Once we see the massive size of our God, we appreciate the parental nature of our God that much more. Think about the measurements. Now think about us as individual humans in this world and our size and our scale as individuals compared to the gigaparsecs of creation. When it comes to size, we are nothing when compared to the greater scheme of things. We are a mere blip. If we were looking a gigaparsecal away, you would not even be able to see the grain of sand if smaller that would define a single human. However, that's what makes the identity of God as Father so special to us. A belief in God as both Creator and as Father adds something to our smallness. We are small and seemingly insignificant in the scheme of things, yet we matter to God. <laughs> that deserves a big amen. 
we matter to God. That's been the rally cry here. That should be our rally cry to everybody out on those streets. You matter to God. You are not too small in the greater theme of th- scheme of things. Scripture is not only speaks of God as Father, but of us human beings as God's beloved children. God knows each and every intricate detail about us. We are known by God because God stitched together every intricate detail or hair on our heads, every element that comprises who we are as humans and as individuals within humanity. We bear in our minds, in our body, and in our souls the image of God. You know, one of the greatest gifts that we were given at creation as humans is the fact that we were created in the imagio Dei, the image of God. We matter that much to God. We are not just some expendable expendable (laughs) cogs in an infinite rotating wheel. We are not just some shade of grass in a massive field. We are children of God. That should mean something to us because it means something to God. Folks, when we care for the weak, when we're faithful to our spouses, when we show grace to those to whom grace is a stranger, when we love our enemies, we are counter to the laws of nature with an inner law within our hearts that we intuitively know is the right and the good direction in this inner law which reflects humanity at its greatest climax points to the one in whose image we are created. When we do the works of grace, it points to God. We matter so much to God that God would create us bearing his own image, just a small sprinkling of his own mind, and in doing so brings us closer to the creator and the father than any other part of creation. When we pray, when we worship, do you feel something different? Do you feel something whenever you pray, whenever you give everything to God, whenever you just release and say, okay, God, into your hands I commend this moment. Take it. Do you feel something? Is it different? When we witness healing and miracles, When we hear of the celebrations that tumors are gone and people have been healed and things have happened that we cannot explain. 
do we just know that there has to be a higher power at work here? How can we deny it? How can we deny the miracles of creation? Folks, I'm sorry the world did not just go bang and end up like it is. God said bang and poof, here we are. Now, I believe God works in cycles and in seasons, and I don't believe that we just instantaneously had this, but that's a different sermon for a different day. The point is this, God's hands painted creation. God is that big. That is the part of me that makes me want to shout to the rooftops, I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, Creator of heaven and of earth. I believe in God in part because I am it's who he says he is. Because I think and reason and love and perceive in the same image that God does. I believe that my very existence, I believe that your very existence points to something greater than who we are. But beyond the simple and wonderful fact of existence, there are other things that lead me to believe that there is one who exists and by whom we exist and who and at the same time is greater than the universe but nearer to us than the very air that we breathe. <laughs> that is the God who is our Father and our Creator. Wow. What is there left to say about God? And why can't we get that passionate about God every moment of our lives? <laughs> our God is that big. But you know what? Our God is that good. How often? All the time. Because we matter that much to God. Would you take a moment, join in with me, in unison, the first line of the Apostles' Creed as we remember just who it is that we serve and who created us. And when we say these words, let them take new meaning into your heart each and every week, knowing that you matter more than all the gigaparsics of creation. Are you ready? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. This is the gospel message for us today. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our hymn for going forward today is Jesus Savior, Pilot Me. You can find it on page 509 in the hymnal. Use this moment to go to our great big God. Use it to be a part of the presence of the God that says, you matter more to me than anything in this world. You matter more to me every single moment of your life than you will ever imagine. Maybe you're hearing this for the first time. Maybe you're hearing that God loves you for the first time. You're either sitting in this place or you're hearing from around the world by listening online. And you're saying, I don't know what it means to know the God I matter that much to. <laughs> if that's you, a simple prayer can change your life. 
If you want, if you're listening or sitting in this place and want to know what that prayer is, it goes a little something like this. It's simple. It just says, God, now that I know how much I matter to you, I want you to matter that much to me. Come into my heart. Live in me. Live through me. Live despite me. I love you. I believe in you. And that's all it takes. Maybe there's somebody you know that you can walk through that prayer this week. You can remind someone just how much they matter to God. Maybe it will change their life. Maybe you've been sitting here in worship with us for for some weeks or months or years, or whatever the case may be, and you said, I want to matter to God, and I want to matter to God in this church. If you'd like to become a member of this church, this is a moment for you as well. You're invited to come forward. I'll introduce you to those to whom God matters to as well, and to whom together y'all will take the message to the world. Whatever you need in this moment, you use it with God. We're going to stand together and sing the verses of our closing hymn, Jesus Savior, Hail at Me.